or now that we see this, this, this effigy of a serpent. First of all, I want you to address that. Why do you think it's not the Shawnee? Well, originally the Shawnee said they never built this. Right. And so this acquisition is more modern day, but didn't really have serpents in their iconography of religion. Um, we're never really known to be mound builders, so it's a mystery. I, I can send you the quote from Chief Wallace of the Shawnee tribe saying they did not build these mounds. See, the, what's happening now is that with the, with the implementation of NAGPRA, which, which is, is, is good, the Native American Grave Repatriation Act. And that's, you know, if you find skeletons, if you find remains, if you find uh, artifacts, you know, or, or whatever, that is protected by the federal government and the tribe who's assigned to that region then takes custody of those items. The, the problem with that is that a lot of these mounds, the native people didn't build. We didn't build them. Our ancestors didn't build them. So we are taking responsibility for something that we didn't make. And now the historical narrative is changing. And now the historical narrative is changing. And now the historical narrative is changing. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, beloved, we want to shoot the bubble just a little bit. Uh, but I definitely do want to talk about planet Earth. I want to talk about human existence on planet Earth. And, you know, it's just theory, right? Because it's some theories that's out in the world. But being the original man of planet Earth. Our theory is just as good as anybody else's because sometimes I feel as though that our people, they have become parents to their master. Whatever master say, they kind of like say, but they want to be more intelligent with it. But they just repeating what the man say. The interesting thing about when I started talking about our people was in the Americas prior to the slave trade. It's only like taboo or it's only like, oh man, that's some self-hating that you do, you know, you dissing your African blood. You're showing disrespect for our ancestors that was on the slave ship. You're doing, it's only pushback because we're not devils. Beloved, all the pushback that we get is because we are not devils. If we was devils and we came out and we said it everybody all of a sudden get the epiphany they listen they understand yeah man because they just train us whatever they masters say they go along with it that's that's kind of like how negroes operate they just repeat what their masters say you know what i mean and then <laughs> it's like they just go from there um if your masters say a bunch of people came across the bearing straight you believe it now he never told you where where they started from before they start walking? Well, what country did they come from before they walked across the Bering Strait? He don't give you that. He just give you some folks came across the Bering Strait. You know what I mean? Then he give you a hundred million more people came across on the slave ship. You know what I mean? He just he just give you whatever. And sometimes Negroes is good as just being taught and trained. It's kind of like it's an easy thing to just our people is really not taught to think for themselves because. After he gave you that story, he gave you a picture of a man from Palestine that looked like him. Then he showed you people all in the sky that looked like him. So he just kind of working his whole hustle to make you look up to him. 
But many of us with our eyes open, we understand that he's a trickster, right? I get a couple of guys that's commenting. And while they're commenting, you know, of course, as we say on this podcast, comments is the engine and fuel to the machine. So this is how we come up with our conversations. Um, if we get a lot of comments on history, we talk about history. We're just going to talk about theory today. You know what I mean? But if we get comments on relationships, we talk about that. And then our brother from Instagram, Ricky Allen, he has sent us maybe like 15 to 20 articles every other every other day. And we just kind of like pick one from there and then we have a conversation about it. We're just going to talk about theory today, right? Beloved, I do believe that all people came from Africa, right? What I mean when I say that is that See, our people was always on the planet and we were here when the land masses was just one. Now, it's interesting that when the original man say that, me, I say, man, all these continents were just one. Our people would go Google or they look to the devil and see if he said that. And if he said there was no people here during the time which he called Pangea, they'll come back and say, no, nah, it didn't happen because the devil said it didn't happen. So I'm asking you, when somebody say that there were no humans here when the whole planet was one, I said, well, who told you that? Right? Because God have to ask questions. When God is coming through the garden and you're naked, he said, well, who told you that? <laughs> you didn't pick up some fruit you ain't supposed to pick up. <laughs> You didn't pick up some fruit you ain't supposed to pick up. So if you believe that, beloved, I'm saying, well, who told you that? Let's have a conversation to talk about it. Who told you that? Who told you you was naked? <laughs> oh, we're just having fun, beloved. Um, humans was here. The original man and woman don't have a birth record. It just, no, we don't have one. When all the land masses was just one, the black man and black woman was here. We have the red man, the brown man, of course, is our firstborn, right? The man that came last, he's the devil. He's the pale man. He's the caveman. He, for some reason, our people is listening and leaning to him. So shout out to our brother, Instagram beauties, because they're going back and forth in the comments, but it's something that I've seen our brother Instagram beauties some comments he dropping I'm like yeah beloved we spot on because when our people talk it's just corner talk block talk when the devil said all of a sudden it's scientific how does that work because he just he put a suit on when he said it he made up a BS a PhD and when he said it you just believe we talking theory nobody is spot on about something that happened millions of years this just doesn't work that way but the position that I do stand on is, is something called entropy. It's a word called entropy. And in physics, I feel as though the law of entropy, no, it doesn't, the way that law is set up, it's almost impossible to have the planet existing for millions and millions and millions of years and there's no humans here then the humans come later it'll never work that way again beloved because of the law of entropy right entropy means it's the lack of order right it's a uh it's the 
it's the order of everything being in disorder. Without a human, beloved, everything in this planet will go into the law of disorder. So the humans keep it in order. If the planet, as far as the plant life, um, the creeping things that walk on the planet, along with the creatures and the cattle and all the beasts, if they get a hundred million year head start on you, beloved, you will never catch up. If the grass and the trees and the bushes and the thorns and the thistles, they get a hundred year, no, not a hundred year, a hundred million year, 200 million year head start on you, beloved, you will never catch up as a human being. Because the law of entropy saying everything is going in the law, it's going in the direction in disorder, which is a law. Which means the humans is on place to keep everything in order. So I'm going to give you an example. Beloved, if you don't cut your grass, what happens? It's going to jump up and just cut itself. <laughs> if you don't cut your grass, what happens? If you don't um, call the uh, what, like the orchid man. What's the guy that did do the bug spray? If you got some uh, roach infested shit going on in your house or some mice infected shit going on in your house and you don't set the rat traps or the mouse traps. Or you don't get somebody to spray. What happens? The law of disorder saying is going to keep getting worse. So it, it takes a human there to put the balance in it. Because that grass is going to keep growing. It's never going to stop. Um, the insects is going to multiply. The creeping things is going to multiply. The animals is going to multiply. Um, all living is going to multiply at such a gradual rate. You would never catch up. If the humans come 200 years later. So if that's just like if everybody from the wilderness of North America and South America, right, from Alaska all the way down to Chile, if everybody just moved and stayed in Africa for a thousand years, you could never come back to America no more. The goddamn grass and stuff would be so high. The insects, you could never catch up. The devil told you that the planet was spinning for 200, 300 million years and you came later. Bro, you would never get on. It'd be so many goddamn roaches and mice all over the place. Brother, you would never catch up. But he, he could tell you anything because you can't use your own brain. You're just going to repeat him. Man, listen, we didn't got so bad in our community. A nigga would call you a pretendian, but you're literally living in America. And he would name himself after places in Africa he'd never been, but he thinks you're pretending. You got to make it make sense. These guys are Egypt 101, Egypt 102. I'm Mr. Kushite. Such, such. They never been in these none of these places. And then you say, beloved, well, we've been in America's all our life. Oh, look, he's a pretending. He's trying to be something he ain't. Nigga, you got a whole name. <laughs> beloved, you can't make this shit up. These niggas is naming themselves after Africa. I can promise you they ain't got no passport. They never went over there. They never going to go over there. Yo. I can give them history facts about Liberia and they think, man, VJ must be bullshit. Damn, I didn't even know that, bro. Yeah, brother, you went to like you played the African game already. Don't you know your people tried to go over there a couple hundred years ago and they shitted on them? I'm giving you free game. Hey man, anytime you talk to an African, you talk about Liberia first. Because that's what you are. You you're Congo. That's what they call you when you go to Africa, Congo. 
Oh man, look, got another Congo here. You know what a Congo means? Congo means you're black, but you're a non-native of Africa. If that didn't exist, you gotta just think about racial slurs, right? Because when you know my big mom used to always say, there's a there's a little bit of truth in the rumor mill. I'm gonna say this again because I think I was talking slow. When our people from the wilderness of North America through the American Colonization Society, right? Our people went to Liberia. This is West Africa. In the thousands. They was jealous of our people because the accomplishment of what we were doing. We didn't take any of their culture. We didn't understand it. It didn't fit. It didn't, didn't mesh with what we had going on. But we was addicted to the drum. Because we come out of the drum. That's that's a black thing. That's a melanated thing. I don't care if you're in Australia the Asian world, Africa, the Americas, we come out of the drum. We are a rhythmic people. It was the president of Liberia that brought HBCU Grambling Band over after his inauguration because this is our thing, right? We do parades, we do etc. But the natives called us Congo. Congo means you are black, but you are not a native of Africa. That's what the term Congo means. So if you hear Africans saying Congo, or if you go a little bit north of Liberia and you visit a couple other places in West Africa, if you go to like uh, Ghana, they call you Obruni. If you go to Nigeria, they call you Akata. They have names for you that means, nigga, you don't belong over here. It's so interesting because when you get back to America, they're pushing this I'm African talk. Nobody else is doing it. You don't find nobody... No black person in the islands doing it. J- the Jamaican is Jamaican. The Haitian is Haitian. Uh, you can't go to St. Vincent and find none of that. You can't go to nowhere in Central America and find that nowhere. You can't come back around to the Pacific Ocean. Nobody in the Melanesian world is playing an I am pro-African game. Nobody is playing that but the American Negro out of the territory that we call the United States. Nobody is even playing that game. But when you are a Congo and an Obruni and an Akata, I don't think I think that should kind of wake you up. It doesn't wake niggas up. They're trying so hard to be something that they're not. And when you don't want to be that, they call you a pretendian because you just you're a native of the planet. Aboriginal is not for somebody that's saying that they ab- all black folks on the planet is aboriginals. All of us. So there was a man that came amongst us. And in, in the lesson, it says, who was the original man? The answer is the Asiatic black man. The maker, the owner, the cream of planet Earth, father of civilization, God of the universe. The Asiatic black man. Do you know what Asia is, brother? Because I know what they taught you, Asia is the place. <laughs> it's out in the east. The whole planet is Asia. Everywhere there's land, that's Asia. Africa, Asia. China, Japan, Asia. India, Asia. Australia, Asia. Europe, Asia. America, Asia. South America, Central America, Asia, islands, Asia. 
there was a time way back in the day if you're a man or a woman of a certain age the old maps they have russia and europe connected together and it's a year of asia across the top they took that off right you got to be a little mess that's a man and woman of a certain age they can remember that they took that off so we called the devil at that time he's a caucasian and then that part what you call the middle east from turkey coming all the way south was called asia minor so we were taught beloved that we are the asiatic black man the original man on the planet if the planet was evolving and spinning and hanging in the middle of space the animal life is constantly breeding 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 we're talking about a heavy head start the insect life is breeding 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 <laughs> the snakes and just all the animals that you can think of snakes lions hyenas every single thing if they had a 200 million year start on you head start on you bro you would never you would never be able to catch up so what we understand is that humans are the governors of planet earth to prevent entropy because by nature everything is going into a disorder if you don't cut your grass it's going to keep growing and growing you have to be the governor of your land and cut it the bush is going to get wild you have to be the governor over your land you got the manicure and cut down the trees because you're the governor of the land you're getting rid of so much wild game because you're the governor of the land they would take over you cannot give animal life 200 a 200 million year head start and then throw some humans out here and they catch up they won't catch up you'll never be able to get through the grass wake up beloved you got it's just you know what i'm saying i'm gonna say this i'm gonna say this too man negroes don't question nothing and then they'll get mad at you because you question something they don't question nothing don't get mad i just i'm the kind of guy that asks a bunch of questions i'm the kind of guy i was a kid that was in school that the teacher was like damn vj because i'm i'm just asking questions asking questions you know, I, I was a guy when I was in uh, <laughs> yo, we was in middle school, right? So the teachers is talk, they teaching about how the lungs work, and then they teach us what you say: you breathe in oxygen, it circulates through your lungs, and then you breathe out carbon monoxide. So I'm like, all right, that sounds like okay. Then they they stress in the part. They say, well, you're breathing out carbon monoxide. You're breathing out carbon monoxide, and then I'm like, well, I said, well, teacher, I said. We can't breathe in carbon monoxide. She's like, no, VJ, you can't. That doesn't work that way. I'm like, that's interesting because I'm like, well, if somebody pass out and the only thing I can breathe out is carbon monoxide, when I'm giving them CPR, what am I giving them? <laughs> like, VJ, get out of the class. <laughs> I, I never, I just, I'm going to ask the question. I don't. I don't care how silly it is. I don't care how naive it is. I was a firm believer and there's no, no there's nothing wrong with it. There's no such thing as a dumb question. I'm just asking the question. If somebody tell you a hundred million people came over here, I'm like, nah, I don't really see that. Like, mm, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions about that. I'm like, man, I don't see that. Like forcibly, 
Like, I don't see it. It had to happen another way. Then you keep asking, asking, asking. And then the person that don't ask and they just are trained, they have a cognitive distance. When they when you start speaking, it's shattering what they was taught. So then they want to fight against it, go up against it. But I'm just, I'm asking the question. The law of entropy, beloved, that's my position on that. No, as long as the earth was here, Humans was here. No, uh, uh-uh. That just don't make no... We would never be able to catch up. This earth had a 200 million year head start growing grass? Bro, you'd never be able to catch up. The goddamn... By the time you get on the planet, the grass is 30 feet. And you coming out of... Man, you... Bro. (laughs) I don't see it. (laughs) Peace of black power to you, beloved. I want a lot of people, beloved, whether we make sense or we don't, I just want us to ask a lot of questions. You know what I mean? Uh, because I feel like the American Negro don't ask no questions. I feel like the smartest people on the planet is going to be the ones that ask questions because they're going to get more information, you know. And I got to give credit where credit is due. The devil asks a lot of questions. And because that man asked so many questions, he, he get a lot of answers because he just want to know. He's a newfound man to this planet, so he just want to know and has learned as much as he can because clearly he's on his way out. But while he's here, he want to know and learn so much about the planet. And he want to know why the grass is green. What makes it green? Why the leaf is green? What makes it green? He want to just figure everything out. What does dirt do? What does this do? What does that do? And once he figure it out. He just go into his devil mode and manipulate stuff and start to. But man, he studies stuff so much that he he can study that strawberry to the extent that he can make an artificial flavor. Artificial banana, artificial grape, because he lives off falsehood. He got to have the imitation too much of the original thing. Um, it'll damage him. He's not really suited to live on planet Earth. That's why, like. Everywhere he goes. He got to take the hospital with him and he got to build a hospital. He got to build a jail because he's going to he's entropy. <laughs> he's going to go into disorder and he's he just he can't comprehend how what he called primitive. It's more effective for the planet. That's why tribes can live for millions of years, man, in a real primitive way, because they are in they are in sync and one with how the universe is moving, how the earth is rolling. Man, these primitive tribes are in sync with just with, with life. They're in harmony with life. Not this guy. If you want to learn disharmony, he is entropy, and we have to put him in order too. <laughs> How about that? But no, beloved. Um, we're all just challenging theories. I think they call the term uh, a hypothesis. Everybody put together an educated guess. And uh corner boys guess it's just as good as the devil that come out of man-made universities that ain't gonna never amount to nothing the more he learned the worse things get don't things don't get no better i'm just not one to believe that this earth just live hundreds of millions of years there's no humans here like no too many humans average the size of five five and five eight if this earth had a 200 just to grass life plant life bush life alone a 200 100 million year the roaches got a 200 million year head start the roaches and the rats and the mice and as fast as they 
hell no and you came later nah I ain't buying that one you came after the continents were separated nah I ain't buying that one <laughs> nah I ain't buying that one animal life even though the listen all the continents could be together animal life have borders they got borders because the, the climate gonna set the borders and what's on the terrain is gonna set the borders there ain't, ain't no lions if all if the whole continent was one you're not gonna get lions come to the winners of north america anyway because it's gonna be borders it's gonna be so many things it's not even oh let me say it this way i'm gonna say it this way because i heard a brother uh kd said this many years ago this always stuck with me and i was like damn now that that's a cold line i'm gonna just say this one and then we're gonna close out Humans was on the planet, in my estimate, when all seven continents was one. Um, I think humans is the firstborn of the earth. And I think planet earth, mother earth, is a living organism in, in itself. Mother earth is living, right? Um... We're not taught enough about Mother Earth because we're living in a system underneath the devil. So what's important to him becomes important to us. But Mother Earth is living and she's breathing and she's producing, right? I think that the law the first law of all living is self-preservation, right? So I feel as though calamity comes to humans when you start seeing natural disasters. I look at the planet as an organism just cleaning itself. Um, so natural disasters may wash out so much life, uh, wash out so many humans, uh, so many creatures, beasts, creeping things because... Mother Earth is going to always that self-preservation. The Earth is going to preserve itself that she always lives, right? Um, I feel like the humans that come out of the Earth is a reflection of the Earth, right? So, not only humans, I also feel the same way about animal life. I feel like Mother Earth have set into the minds of animal life boundaries. And she creates a background for animals to live and a background for humans to live, right? Even though we know humans can today, through technology, live where they want. I believe, though, that humans are created with a background. Okay. Animals and birds are created with a background. Um, so what I mean when I say that is this, like, if you look at an alligator, right? Um, uh, alligators live in like hot areas, swampy areas, right? Where there's plenty of water. But if you kind of look at an alligator, when an alligator takes the land, they fit there. It's like, oh, okay. They blend in perfectly with the environment. They fit there, Right? If you close your eyes and you kind of see an alligator in the North Pole or South Pole, it, it don't really fit no more. Like, don't the background, the alligator have like a, 
a dark complexion and it's kind of like greenish and it, it doesn't fit in the North Pole. But, you know, it fits perfectly down in Florida, South America, and East one It kind of fits there. They fit there perfect, but they don't fit up there, right? With that being said, the polar bear fits up there. See, the way that Mother Earth produces, it's like the polar bear fits perfectly in the Arctics. But if you take the polar bear out with its with its skin and its coat, and you put the polar bear in, I want to say like um, New York or Kentucky, and it, just put it in the woods in the wilderness north, it doesn't fit there no more. But you can pull that polar bear out, but that black grizzly fits. It fits perfect, right? Um, I want you to envision the world. The world is totally connected, right? And I want you to think about this again. All seven continents are just one. I want you to think about all the human shades. And just ask yourself who fits where. Right? Because if we start to say, oh, this old, this guy's a pretending and all this. I'm like, beloved, if you put all these continents together and you sit back. And you start to look at things through your spiritual eye. You would say, okay, this person does fit here. And then in the spirit realm, you say that that person doesn't fit. It doesn't fit there. Right. You look at West Africa. And you look at Brazil, South America. You know, that place fits together like a puzzle. So much so that when you start to looking at the spots in Brazil where the rainforest is at. If you kind of fit with a puzzle, Brazil, and you fit Africa, you'll kind of see like the Republic of Congo. It kind of, because, you know, the Republic of Congo got a uh, the second largest rainforest on the planet. But if you put the continents together, you it'll make more sense why they got it, because it's like it's just running across. You can see the rainforest just running across, right? And then you connecting North America with north uh west africa right it's disconnecting now i want you to just see florida and brazil and all this back part of africa right okay i just want to just talk about humans just let me know if your brother's bugging but i just want to just put some out there if you put the black man the original man in nigeria Ghana, Florida, Virginia, uh, Brazil, and I want you to think about the Carolinas because I want you to see everything is back one like it would have been originally. And I want you to think about the trees in Virginia, Carolinas, Florida, and I want you to think about Haiti. I want you to think about Brazil along with West Africa. I want you to put a black man and woman in the center. Just take a good look at your tree barks and everything. And look at your skin. I want you to look at your brown skin. Your dark brown skin. And I want you to envision yourself naked. Right? If you stood on a lake or pond. And you're naked in the southeast portion of this territory that we call the United States. 
and just think it's all connected again. But if you just stood in the southeast portion as a black man and black woman and you naked, you're a fit. Your skin would blend in with the trees. It'll blend in with everything. And then when the sun is setting just a little bit, that water that you think is blue, if you really look at it good, it's brown. Them, these lakes and these the southeast portion of the United States, most of these lakes is really brown. They're not really blue, for real, for real. But if you kind of just set yourself, you naked, you just standing there, you a fit. Dark brown man, brown skin, you a fit perfect into the environment. You get out the environment. <laughs> Ain't trying to be funny. You get out. You replace that environment with a pale Indian and you put him right. He, he stick out. He don't even fit. You move him out the way, you put your Arab, your light-skinned Arab brother right there, he doesn't fit. But if you take that Arab and you put him where the sand is at, and you put all around, and you just, he, he fits there. You fit here. You fit the West Africa. You fit Southeast, part of we call the territory we call the United States. You fit North, East, South America. You fit there. Nobody is making it up like, oh, you just, bro, you fit there. You you can stand up straight. You just fit like, oh, okay, I fit in this area. It makes sense. You can look at our Asian brothers from Siberia and China, and you look at that background, how it looks, and you put that, that yellow man there, and you kind of look at it like, okay, he fits there. But the way the planet is set up, it creates borders. And backgrounds, beloved. When I was in Europe, and I'm I'm kicking it, I'm partying, and I'm I'm in Amsterdam, and I'm a young man, but I'm in Amsterdam. I can just sit back and look and take off my clothes, and it's cold, and you be in Europe, and it's snowing and shit. You like, I don't really fit here. <laughs> I gotta take my ass to Africa, or South America, or the South. Uh, east portion of this territory we call the United States because I fit there. <laughs> as much as we love Michigan and all this shit, we can go back and forth to Canada and all that. I'm like, you know, you take your clothes off in Canada, you be like, I don't really fit here. <laughs> I, but the minute I get down past Tennessee and, you know, you go to the old country, beloved. For me, the old country is Alabama. Beloved, that's my second home. My whole family is there. But if I get in Alabama, and I get around the woods with the trees and the goddamn dirt red and reddish brown and I just get by one of them lakes and the goddamn lake is brown and I just took my clothes off and I just, I'm like, boy, I camouflage perfectly. Boy, I fit here. You look at your firstborn, your Mexican brother, your firstborn now, the brown man. And he's standing all down in Medico, but when he's standing back and with his you look at the environment, you're like, damn, that dude fit there. You fit there. When are you going to learn that that's how the universe set everything up, beloved? When are you going to learn that? Chasing Africa? No, man, we had a teacher told us, man, the best part of the planet Earth is for us. <laughs> he talking about, oh, Africa just a piece of my birthright. The miracles is the other piece. <laughs> <laughs> y'all negroes figure that out everything go smooth peace and black power to you family
Yeah, man, we just we just talking Bobo. We just talking theory, beloved. But listen, man, I thank you guys so much for hanging out. We're gonna get back to some history, beloved. But until then, this is indeed your brother at Real Black Content is Podcast, Big VG, man. I'm gonna get it with you guys later. Peace. <laughs>